In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy. We're switching it up today with the intro. I'm feeling that yeah. we are definitely, definitely going to get sued, Dale. That was, Anyways, that was American. If you want American music, that was it right there. We should have, we should have played that on Election Day. Oh, that, that would have been good. No, we we got to get even more patriotic on Election Day. Yeah, no, but uh, Mo- you Motley, for, Crew, Motley Crew gets uh, as it's crazy not- as it can get, right? <laughs> um, that's pretty good stuff, uh, Dale. What? We haven't done something for the last few episodes, and I feel like we <laughs> need to do a better job of this. Yeah, especially especially me. Um, this is kind of like my only job on the podcast. <laughs> you have one job. I have one job. Armando's job is just show up. Your job is bring the info. My job is just kind of like wrangle the show together. Right. And I haven't done that at all. No. Like it's been off the rails. We never introduce ourselves. So before we go any further, I'd like to introduce with me tonight, Mr. Dale Demont. How you doing? Fuck you, Dale. Yes, thank you for introducing me. That was a great introduction. Keep that up. Keep that energy there. Yeah. Um, I'm Christian Brito. My name is Jeff. You can find our show at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter. You can find Dale at Dale underscore fantasy. You can find me at C Brito Fantasy. And we are Eat Sleep Fantasy. We don't have a drop for With, that or anything. I just. And we, have, we have little periods in between the Eat Sleep and Fantasy. And you can find us on our website. EatSleepFantasy.com. Yep. So, probably shouldn't take uh, sips of vodka on the air. (laughs) Anyways, Dylan and I talk about a lot of stuff off air. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. I'm actually... (laughs) Why, do I sound like too hyperactive or something? No, you sound like you're having a hard time talking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just... Okay, it sucks because sometimes we talk before we actually get live and rolling, and um, we're talking about how we're going to pay out eat bets, and um, we're deciding what we're going to do with that process because uh, we have plenty of ideas for it. And of course, as I'm talking, I don't realize that I'm just making the assumption that Dale is losing the eat bets <laughs> without even realizing it. You know, so, my problem is I'm too bold, and I got to stop doing that. I gotta I go wrangle it in and get a little more realistic. I get bold. I go for the home runs. That's just my personality. Yeah, except this is football deal. Oh, oh, that's okay. I know I'm going wrong. The issue. Damn it. All right. So before we get into our show, we've got a pretty packed show today. Um, We're gonna be talking about some targets and touch numbers. Kind of get a little heavy with the show um, because that's what I do. I make it heavy. Yep. Thanks, Dale. You make it heavy. And, hey, man, I'm not the only fat guy on this show, okay? <laughs> I'm just the fattest guy on the show. Okay, that's all right. This is taking a weird Jeez, turn. Now, we, now we're starting to feel bad for you. Nah, man. Fat but healthy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Everything's good. Keep telling yourself that. 
<laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> wow, that's just you took it. You made it fucked up, right? All right. Anyways, Dale. Um, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going? Oh, before we get into any of that, we do have some uh, a new segment you want to introduce. I don't know if it's new. I haven't done it personally. Which is your trade trash or stash That's right. segment? It, and it has a little TM mark next to it because I thought of that name. Thank Wait, you, Dale. Is the TM or the copyright symbol or something? It something goes it's, after that little phrase. It's better than your uh, talking trade segment name. <laughs> Although the drop for that segment is, a, yeah, is that amazing. Was great. That was great. Anyways, before we get into any of that, Dale has. We need to make this a segment. This is our new segment. Dale's anecdote of the day. No, no, no. Well, it's it's more of a kind of like quick news story that didn't like it wasn't on ESPN. I don't think I didn't read it anywhere. I kind of found it in the depths of the internet uh, earlier today um, while I was working, uh, while I was actually supposed to be working. But um, I think oh, I'm sending that to your job. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, good luck with that. Uh, so, anyways, um, so Mike Zimmer of the coach of the Minnesota Vikings um, before. He dismissed his team, uh, the five and zero undefeated Minnesota Vikings. He staged a massacre, okay, yep. in the locker yep. room. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I heard okay. this. This is He's, this is a ridiculous story. He staged a massacre in the locker room of a whole bunch of stuffed animals, in particular stuffed cats, uh, with their throats slit. Uh, obviously, like you know, injured positions with blood splattered everywhere. Um, and his motto was, you know, the fat cats get slaughtered. Um, so, you know, saying, Hey, you know, you're undefeated, but you know, the targets on our back type of thing. Uh, needless to say, we all know the result of that, <laughs> um, ended up losing, uh, the next, that game. So, um, really odd though. Right. Like that's a weird motivation tool. Yeah. Um, I heard that earlier today. That guy creeps me out now. Yeah, it is a little weird. And, you know, linking back to that story, you know, stuff backfiring and things like that. Um, I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago. I think it was like 10 years ago or so. Um, Jack Del Rio. Um, did, do you remember this story about uh, the big tree trunk in the locker room? No, I do not remember this story. Okay. This yeah, better, this better be good. This was pretty embarrassing. So there was a tree trunk and, you know, the Jags, of course, weren't doing very well. And, uh, you know, Jack Del Rio was basically his motto at the time was, you know, just keep chipping away, you know. And so he had a big stump in the locker room and with an axe, like, you know, dug into it, you know, like swung into it. And so every once in a while, the players would go and kind of chip away at the big trunk, you know, just for fun, uh, which mm -hmm. spells recipe for disaster, right? Uh, right. At the time, the punter took a giant swing and cut his foot and was out three to four weeks and uh, ended up putting the guy on IR, the punter. Um, so that ended horribly. All right, I'm going to give you a better story, guys. So there's apparently this kid uh, who um, got hit, got a concussion, um, actually went into a coma. I got to I gotta find this story to give you more accurate information. Anyways, the point is, Georgia kid went into a concussion, after, uh, a coma after having a concussion um, in the hospital. And when he woke up, kid doesn't speak Spanish, he was no. speaking Spanish. No way. That's fake. Real story. No, no that is fake. fake. That where not where'd fake. you find that at? That is That's in a real, real story. It's not even possible. That is very possible. That actually is not a rare incidence where people. It sounds like kind a of Jim Carrey movie. Kind of access <laughs> like these random things. Um, often it's like small memories and stuff like that that they didn't know 
they had um, during a coma and stuff like that. Comas are very interesting. Why are we talking about this? I don't know, but uh, I guess those are uh, weird stories of the day. Um, but you know, Dale's anecdote of the day. We, I'm gonna find a that guy that made that drop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. can make a drop for Dale's like anecdote or Dale's story of the day or something. Kelly. His name is Kelly. Okay, his name is Kelly. If you can do like some very country, like a banjo <laughs> to like intro it. I don't know why I did that. Is it because you're white? Yeah, I guess so. That's okay. Uh, probably. And uh, and then for all Christians, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the Cuban stereotype that we can uh, <laughs> drop for you. Um, okay. Anyways. Let's not do that. Yeah, because it's going to get racist real quick. And that's your MO. <laughs> Uh, um so anyways oh we never put that up on the poll is dale racist uh we don't need a poll yeah 100 percent yes <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> oh hey hey before we begin i do uh i want to play a drop right here um well i'll tell you why first um you know i'll just say two words tyrod taylor now i just suck on my dick suck on my own dick Thank you for that, because uh, Taylor, after this week, is the number seven quarterback in standard NFL.com leagues. Um, And Christian, do you remember where I said Tyrod Taylor should have been drafted? Was it uh, it number seven? It was number seven. Good guess. Um, So uh, luckily, um, well, not luckily, uh, you know, because of my in-depth research and data analysis, um, you know, my quote-unquote bold call in the beginning of the season um, is kind of paying off. So I don't think it's slowing down. I think Tyrod Taylor is still a guy that you're going to want to start um, week in and week out. Um, if you don't believe me, look at his numbers. He has great numbers, solid, very solid quarterback. Um, and, uh, you know, even if Shady misses time or not, you're always going to expect, you know, 30 to 50 yards rushing, possible touchdown. Plus, uh, you know, nothing sexy. I mean, probably 200, 250 yards passing. And maybe a touchdown there. So that that equals real good quarterback numbers, though. Super valuable in in um, a lot of formats to have that extra rushing opportunity. It's just going to give him a floor um, where he might there, he might not blow up and have amazing weeks, but he's definitely going to have a solid floor yeah. um, most weeks, week in, week out. Yeah. So just you know, think about if you if you're still looking for a quarterback, and you might be you know, if they say if you. Uh, I don't know if you have somebody like Derek Carr or if you put all your chips in Blake Bortles um, and you might want to think about selling. And uh, I think Tyrod Taylor's an upgrade to both those guys. And you could get for cheap. I don't think um, a lot of people are thinking he's too expensive right now. All right. Okay. We can um, move on. But before we before we move into our actual targets and, and uh, touches, numbers, Dale, um, I want to tell our listeners a little bit about what we're doing with the eat bets just real quick, if that's okay. Let's do it. Um, we're going to start doing a weekly eat bet. We're going to have a board in which... No, no, it's, we it's can not a board. Of, what is it? Uh, it is a poster. No, no you know what? Just because you said that, it's going to be worse now. Now we're going to draw out of a hat. Okay. Uh, okay. Is that worse? Uh, everything's been done, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Who draws out of a hat? I don't know. You're telling me nobody's ever drawn out of a hat in a, in a podcast before? On- I don't know. That's what I'm Not saying. anybody that I listen to. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine. It's better than the like, board. I'm not copying anything. Okay. Here's the thing, all right? 
we have eat bets. We've never actually done anything with the eat bets. We kind of just assumed it was going to be a season long end of thing. But I kind of feel like, you know, just I've got kick it up a notch. I've got analysis on my side. Been fairly accurate in a lot of my stuff. You know, there's always times where I fuck up like everybody else. Yeah. But I feel accurate enough that I think I can beat you at a lot of these bets. <laughs> because like you said, you're too bold. I'm I'm um, reining it in now. I'm I'm playing safe now for the rest of the year. Well, so, okay, don't do that either. Anyways, geez, point is, can't win. You can't win. The point is, we're gonna do weekly eat bets. Um, we'll decide whether or not we're gonna actually be able to pick it on our own or random draws from a hat. Now, for our end of season eat bets, those are going to be much worse. Right? Those are gonna be the loser is going to have a option of four eat bets. We will each, you know, myself will put in one, Armando will put in one, Dale will put in one. Whoever is the loser, um, whatever the four options are, we'll put that to the listener's vote. The listeners are going to choose the final eat bet punishment of what's going to happen, who's going to have to consume something nasty, um, and we'll figure out what that is. Right, right. So, you know, if I know I'm I'm definitely not going to lose, so I'm going to put something really nasty in there, but not too nasty just in case I do lose. Um, uh, and don't put yeah. something crazy like, I don't know, like African crickets or something like that that we're never going to find and I'm not going to buy. It has to be something we can find. Okay, at your local grocery store or in your area. Well, I mean, I can find a lot of exotic things. Like I could put a pigeon in there and make you eat a pigeon. You can't make me eat a pigeon. And like don't forget, you live in Miami. You live in Miami, and I'm up here in Greensboro, North Carolina. So I don't think they're gonna have like a, I don't know, um, crazy Cuban or Mexican or Puerto Rican food up here. So think of that when no, you. No, I mean, but there's plenty of things. I mean, we could make you eat a ghost pepper. Right, right, right. Okay. We can make you like you know. Yeah, there's a lot you, of. Things. I mean, even if you said like empanadas, I can't even get an empanada in North Carolina. So North Carolina's whack. <laughs> Um, All right, let's go ahead and get into some of these targets and, and, and touches, Dale. And trends with a Z. That's my favorite. We're going to have a trends in the title of this episode, aren't we? <laughs> I hope so. Oh, God. Spell with a Z. Trends. Is that what we're going to call this segment? Yes. Trends. Trends. Because we're trendsetters? Yeah, that's right. Trendsetting. All right. Ooh, that's what we're calling it. Trendsetting with Dale and Brito. All right, Dale, we've already started the segment. <laughs> All right, um, let's get – I want to talk a little bit about rushing uh, first. Just um, – I know I'm I'm going to spit out a couple of names here. Just try to keep up. Um, I'll try kinda, to keep up. I'll kind of summarize. Just because I'm throwing out some names, it's like, okay, you just said five names in a row, and I didn't have time to write it down. I'm not expecting you to. There's no test. I'll summarize and just let you know what's important out of these numbers, okay? Okay. Um, so the first one is uh, rushing attempts per game, Okay. I'm just going to go with everybody that's over 19 rushes per game. I'm going to start at the bottom. Okay. There's, that's going to be a pretty short list. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Gurley, Lamar Miller, Melvin Gordon, DeMarco Murray, um, Blunt, Johnson, and Elliott. Elliott is leading the league with 22.8 attempts per game. Does this surprise you at all? or It's, it's pretty uh, straightforward, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, he's had two... Huge carry games and his carries just keep going up. So yeah. not surprising. Yeah. That's kind of what Dallas does. Like Eric Blunt's third most rushes attempts per game. Um, he had a heavy beginning of the year, but uh, I think he's going to hold on to it. Um, I think 
the Patriots are going to get up early a lot of these games. Um, better and more comfortable Tom Brady gets, and Blunt's going to get more and more carries. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of that list, there are only a few of those guys who get who average more than 90 yards per game. Okay. So out of the guys I mentioned, only DeMarco Murray, David Johnson, David Johnson Murray, Ezekiel Elliott. and Ezekiel Elliott. Exactly. Yeah. I could tell you that without looking yeah, at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's only three guys averaging more than 90 yards per game. That's surprising to me. Only three? No, that's fine. Okay. It was less last year. Yeah, it just it surprised me. I mean, Murray's barely hitting over the 90, uh, and Elliott is at 117 per game. I mean, th- th- that's a high, that's an extremely high number. It is. Know? This isn't the NFL of old. You know, no, this isn't the NFL of when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I got you. All right. Uh, so, um, Yards per carry, okay? Okay. You know who's leading the league? Have you looked this up yet? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's qualifiers here because if it's... Yeah. Um, Jay Ajayi is number one. Well, yeah. yeah 6.3 yards per carry. That'll do it with two straight games of 200 yeah. yards. Yeah, exactly. Okay. exactly. Well, he got, a ton of, he got a ton of work too, so it kind of balances out, right? Um, yep. But... Behind him is LaShawn McCoy, Isaiah Crowell, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Crowell. Uh, and that's that's got to be surprising, right, Isaiah Crowell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, He's been a lot more effective than you guys want to give him credit for. He has been. He has been. Um, you know, as soon as he has a bad game, everybody wants to bash him real quick. But, um, you know, to keep up those yards per carry uh, is pretty important. Um, then you also have Jeremy Hill, uh, Spencer Ware, and Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Lacey Bell, um, DeAndre Washington and Jordan Howard. DeAndre Washington was a surprise on that list for uh, top 10 in yards per carry. Okay. All right. I got one more list for you here. Top touchdowns, a top 10 in touchdowns, okay? Okay. I'm going to just rattle them off really quick because I'm just trying to make my point. Yeah. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Gordon, Blunt, and Johnson are all tied with eight at the tops. Then you have McCoy, Hyde, Murray. Tevin Coleman, Latavius Murray, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jay Ajayi is all are all top tens. Um, okay. Okay. Now, now listen okay. to this. This is where it gets interesting. The only player that has had 19 attempts per game, averages more than 90, and has more than five yards per carry and five touchdowns, Ezekiel Elliott is the only guy that I mentioned. Okay. That's pretty good. 19 attempts. 90 yards, 5 yards per carry, and 5 touchdowns. Yep, it's been pretty goddamn impressive. Yeah, he's clear-cut number one running back. If you were drafting today? Mm, might still go David Johnson. David Johnson, okay. That's fair. And then Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, they'd be back-to-back. It's 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 personal preference. I'm going to... I I mean, I think both of us... Uh, I don't know if it was you. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to call myself out. I'm sorry that I told anybody to stay away from Ezekiel Elliott. I was 100% wrong on that. Um, I didn't believe him. I wanted to see it before I believed it. Um, should have jumped the gun and uh, got him a little earlier than I suggested. That's where I was early in the off season, And I remember saying as the season kept getting closer and closer that like I couldn't keep Ezekiel Elliott outside of my top 10. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was super The writing is on the wall, I, right? I mean, it was. It was screaming at us. You know, okay, you know, after Darren McFadden got injured, you know, then he was looking more and more like he had no competition. Um, you know, there was a little bit mix, you know, with Alfred Morris, but they got Morris before they drafted. So, um, I don't know. Just the writing was on the wall for Elliott to have this kind of year so far. Um, you mentioned David Johnson. 
You know what's crazy? Hmm. David Johnson has more reception targets than Jeremy Macklin. Okay. That's crazy. Jeremy Is Macklin's it- supposed to be I mean, the number one wide receiver on a team has less targets than another team's running back. Fair. Yeah. I don't know. That's I think that's pretty nuts. Um I mean what what's even more nuts? Do you know who the second running back is as far as targets go? Mm, it'll surprise you. Yeah, it'll surprise you. Duke Johnson. Okay. So Fair. I I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm bringing up this because I want to talk a little bit about Duke Johnson and what you think of him. Um, he's a 19th most targeted player in the NFL right now among running backs, wide receivers, everybody. Right. Um, are, he hasn't been good with it though. No, like, he hasn't. But he, I mean, he's being he is being outperformed. He is, but he's getting he's getting the work. And we said on this podcast several times, getting the work is half the battle. Right. Um, is he worth stashing? Sure. If anything were to happen to Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson is very valuable. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You don't think he works into Isaiah Crowell's time at all as the season progresses? It's been, a, it's been a, as far as touches are concerned, yeah. because Crowell's doing about two to one in terms of rushes, but it's been 60-40 almost the whole year. I don't see that changing much. Right. Especially when Crowell's out here. I mean, last game against... against uh, the Bengals, Duke Johnson averaged two and a half yards a carry to Isaiah Crowell's 5.3. Right. Like, Duke Johnson's game is that they can line him up as a receiver. He can split out of the backfield. He can catch passes. Uh, that is his game. And right now, with what they have going on in that receiving game, with all those injuries, like, he is one of their receiving options. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not a Duke Johnson fan. I, I'm not either, but, I mean, you can't ignore that he's his second running back in targets. He's definitely flex-worthy in PPR leagues if you're desperate. Is he, though? Like, he's getting... Fantasy is a mixture of a lot of things, right? And opportunity is king. But the runner-up to that, like, next in in the lineage uh, of, uh, you know, of fantasy football importance is talent. And then... Right after that is team structure. And I don't think Duke Johnson has the, the talent, and he definitely doesn't have the team structure for that. On top of that, once some of these receiving weapons come back healthy, right? Once once Corey Coleman's back, once Terrell Pryor's back in the lineup, once they uh, finally have um, you know, somebody at the quarterback position that isn't Kevin Hogan, <laughs> their fifth quarterback option, um, I, I don't see Duke Johnson being the guy. And I'm 100% being okay being wrong with this, but this is a guy that I've been beating against all year, and I just I don't see him as being anything other than a bi-week replacement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, and like, I mean, I you know, when I mentioned flex, I meant flex in a desperate situation, bi-week replacement, stuff like that. Um, he's, yeah. He might get you a fluke touchdown, but that's about it. Okay. Cool. Um, Yeah, so that's all I really have for for running backs. All right, so I'll give you some of my stats for running backs, Dale. Okay, let's hear Um, it. I kind of want to start with something a little bit interesting here, and then we'll we'll continue the uh, the Falcons talk in our next segment. But how is this going to shape up? Because this last game, it it seemed like it was going to be another 60-40 split with Devonta Freeman. 
Uh, Freeman got some extra work in the in the fourth quarter because Seven Coleman left the game with a hamstring injury. Um, but it, you know, end of the day, 69-31 percent split probably would have been close to 60-40. Seven Coleman again, another effective game where he looked good. What's it going to look like now that Coleman is likely out at least a week or two? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, they're super comfortable with having Freeman as lead guy. I mean, like they did last year, they were totally okay with it. You know, they're playing Coleman just because he's so awesome. Um, if he's healthy, they're playing him uh, right alongside of each other. So, yeah. Um, Does it go back to being... Devontae Freeman you know, from last year? 90% of the target share Devontae Freeman of last year, yeah? I think so. I, I have no reason to believe not. Um, what are your thoughts on the third guy in line? Um. No, they're they I think they're just going to run Freeman into the ground. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, they did last year and they were 100% okay and they turned out a number 1 running back at the end of the year, so. Now, the only issue coming up is Freeman does have a huge workload probably in store for week 8, but they are playing the number 1 fantasy uh defense against running backs uh the Green Bay Packers this coming week, so We'll see how that shapes up. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay isn't great against the pass, and they'll use them in the passing game as well. Fair. Fair assessment, Dale. All right. Um, so, <clears throat> next kind of running back split that I kind of want to talk about here, Dale. Um, we already touched on the Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson. Um, what's going to happen? We, we talked about it briefly uh, last show yesterday. Um between Jordan Howard, Jeremy Langford, Kadeem Carey, because we saw Kadeem Carey get 11 touches to Jordan Howard's seven. I was very surprised by this. Is this just like John Fox doing his thing and fucking things up? Or, I mean, is there a reason to just be out on Howard? Yeah, well, to make things even more complicated, Langford is practicing this week now. Um, He practiced on Tuesday. So, yeah, you got a third guy in the mix that is capable of handling the work the workload. So, um Yeah, I I think it's going to be sort of a three-headed monster here. I think they're okay. going to go with who who's working best at the time. Okay. What are your feelings? Yeah, I I think it'll continue to be Howard Langford Carry, but it's going to be messy enough that it's not going to be great. Was Carry probably was Carry's Carry uh percentage situational um probably yeah and i think i think that'll that'll reel back i think i think we saw that one game again last year as well so that's just a john fox thing i don't see that moving forward i think jordan howard's gonna have one more week in him of his game langford will be back and um and we'll go from there probably a 60 40 split if i'm if i'm in whose favor guessing in in term uh, in terms of uh jordan howard okay Jordan Howard's favor. All right. So we exhausted the Jay Ajayi talk yesterday, Dale. Yes, we did. But I think I'm going to rise even more on Jay Ajayi. Ooh, okay. How bold are you going to get? I think I wasn't high enough. Okay. Tell us, tell us so how So the more that I dive into it, um, I, I you know, looking into metrics, looking into where he's ranked on, on different sites, uh, you know, Pro Football Focus comes out with with great um, analytics on a per game basis. So, the number one running back this past week um, in their you know in their grading was obviously Jay Ajayi. But 
JHI has actually been in their ratings a top three running back on the season. So, on top of that, he broke 10 tackles this past week. 10 broken tackles. It's not just that the offensive line has been improved. 10 broken tackles, 129 of his yards came after contact. Wow. Like, he he is crushing it in terms of doing everything he can do on top of a team that's obviously going to be dedicated to giving him the ball more, finally establishing one guy to touch the ball, 30 total touches this past week, very high on, on um, JJ going forward. Okay. Um, who are you? Uh, here, let me uh, let me pull up a couple guys here. Um, there's there's one more running back, Dale, oh, I, I feel like yeah, we've go got to talk go about. Um, aside from the fact that Le'Veon Bell is the only one that got a touch for the Pittsburgh Steelers running back, so I want to mention that real quick just to rub it in your face. Um, but I do want to mention before we move on from the running backs, Latavius Murray was yeah. the guy yeah. when he came back. Yeah, he sure was. Um, I think they, uh, they saw that, uh, he, he deserved to be that when they had DeAndre Washington and, um, Jalen Richard not look that great in, in Murray's absence. And Murray, Murray didn't look like a world beater or anything like that in his time right now either, but he did get the two scores. Got almost all of the work. Um, 20 total touches. Next in line was DeAndre Washington with six. Um, 18 of those touches were rushes for Murray. Um, 59 yards, two touchdowns. I think Murray will continue to be exactly what I said he was, which is Melvin Gordon light in terms of a lot less yards, um, but will probably score more often than not and be worthy of a play. Yeah, yeah, I think this is a... Um, you know, just a stat from ESPN that uh, Murray was targeted on 18% of his routes last week. So whatever that means to you, um, he was targeted, although he only had two receptions. All right, so let's let's move it into the wide receivers here, Dale. Um, I know you wanted to start it off, so I'll let you kick that off. No, yeah, I mean, I just want to talk about some, uh, you know, target numbers, um, you know, some just some interesting uh, – it's interesting overall target numbers with the wide receivers and running backs here. Um, mm-hmm. League leader in targets this season so far is T.Y. Hilton. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we're talking, you know, through five weeks, weeks one through five, he was the only player to get 10 targets each week. Week six, he dropped off to a uh, nine target game, and he jumped right back mm-hmm. up to a 12 target game. So he's leading the league right now in targets. Um, mm-hmm. I know Moncrief's coming back, but I still have a feeling he's going to get fed. Um, do you think his value goes down with Moncrief at all, or is he maybe just like a uh, nice compliment? Is Moncrief just a nice compliment to help Ty? I do feel like the value takes a small hit, but not enough because they're still pretty deprived of weapons. I mean, Jack Doyle received ten targets this past week. Enough about Jack Doyle. That. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he received ten targets. That's pretty indicative of the state of that wide receiving group. When you've got when you're throwing to guys like Eric Swoop and Chester Rogers, um, like you need Moncrief back, you need Dorsett back, and there's a reason Hilton's getting all these targets, but I don't think that's the only reason, right? Luck clearly um, has an affinity for Hilton. That's his favorite receiver. He's going to continue to be very good, top ten wide receiver, but I don't think he's necessarily number one target rest of season 
but will continue to be productive enough to be a top 10 guy. Okay. How about this one? Um, is this a fluke or a uh, – what's opposite of a fluke? Is this a fluke? Devontae Adams with 16 targets last week after <clears throat> three the previous. Um, are you buying <laughs> in? Are you, are you you know, bidding high on him on your fab uh, budget? What are you doing? It is neither one nor the other. Okay. He is, like I think I've been saying for a while now, I think he's the number two option in that offense. Yeah. In the receiving game, at least. Um, we'll continue to see Montgomery get carries. Cobb will be mixed in a lot because he's he's got a lot of um, ability after the catch and once he has the ball in his hands. But the issue with Cobb, and now Nelson, too, is they're not getting any separation. No. The only one, like like I mentioned before, that is, is Devontae Adams. He's getting separation. Doesn't have the hands, but he's catching the balls this this year. Um, if you, and if if you gets, throw him the ball 16 times, he's going to get some, <laughs> right? Right, of course. And he's, I mean, he's been good for, for the times, I mean, for the times that he has the had the ability to get the targets, he's been pretty good, and he's, um, he's not as bad as we all thought. Right. Uh, real quick, trade, trash, or stash, Ty Montgomery. He had 13 targets last week after 12 the week before. So, I would trade him. You trade him? Okay. I think his value is not uh, like There's a lot of people that are going to be. No, it's not. Okay. They're going to find a way to give other people carries. Even with the dual designation from ESPN? <laughs> wide receiver? Yeah, I think. That? Well, I mean, he's valuable because running backs are getting thin in that in that regard, right? He's valuable if, you, if you're if you thin at running back and really need a guy. Um, obviously, you're not trading him in that situation. Um, but for me, I think this is as high as his value is going to be. Okay. All right. Um, another guy that I'm kind of uh, curious about, I'm not very high on him, but his target numbers uh, reached a peak again is Michael Crabtree. He struggled okay. a little bit with the targets last week with only four, or I'm sorry, the week before with only four targets. This this week he had 11 targets, uh, some of the tops in the league. What are your thoughts on Michael Crabtree, and uh, are you trading, trashing him, or stashing him? Um, if he is... If someone is going to believe that he is a number one wide receiver because of his points, which in some in some instances you could find that guy, then I'm trading him. If not, I'll, I'll keep him. There's no reason to expect him to be totally drop off. I don't think the touchdown numbers will stay at this level, but I think him and Cooper, again, are a lot closer than people give credit for. Some weeks will be Crabtree weeks. Some week will be Cooper weeks, and some weeks they'll both go off. Um, but for the most part, I think Crabtree is a top 24 wide receiver, not a top 12 guy, but valuable enough that you can start him most weeks, um, and most weeks be happy with it. Okay. All right. Uh, one last guy I want to ask you about. Actually, it's kind of a uh, this or that kind of. Um, we made a bet with Demaryius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders a couple weeks ago. Emmanuel Sanders is leading in targets almost nine and a half to seven and a half. Okay. Um, are you buying into Emmanuel Sanders any more than you were uh, a couple of weeks ago, or, uh, or is it still pretty much the same? They're so, they are so incredibly close at this point that it's really, um, I still believe the Marius Thomas will finish the season slightly more. Points. Okay. I was, I was just curious if you're wavering at all, but the better value at this point um, is Sanders, I think, because people will continue to be lower on him, I think. Trading, trashing, or stashing? <clears throat> Emmanuel Sanders. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm holding firm. He's going to stay 
he's gonna stay um yeah i guess you're not gonna trash him that was a bad example i just wanted to say that again okay thanks Dale. (laughs) um because that's that's all my guys that were really popping out to me as far as target share here's here's a here's an actual trade stash of trash that i think it's kind of people people need to know what to do moving forward with this guy tevin coleman what are you doing with him? Because he's been great when he does get the opportunity. Tomas Freeman's not going away. You're always kind of scared to start him. Now he's injured. What are you doing with Tevin Coleman? I'm stashing him, and I'm playing him when he's healthy. Uh, right now, the value is pretty low because he's a little hobbled, right? Um, right. I'm, I'm keeping him on my bench right now until he gets fully healthy. I do not have a problem with him playing when he's healthy. Um, okay. I don't care what Freeman is doing. They're going to put Coleman on the field, and he's going to make plays. All right. I'll give you a couple more of these. Ryan Matthews. What are you doing with Ryan Matthews? I was, trading, I was supposed to ask trashing, you that question because I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not going to ask me that question. Um, honestly. You can't trade um, him. At this point, you can't. No. I mean, if I'm limited to those three options, right? I, you got to, I mean, if there's if there was something great on the waiver wire, which there's not going to be, I would trash him. I don't. I don't want Ryan Matthews, but um, you got to stash him. Yeah. And just kind of see how it progresses rest of season. Yeah. When I trash people, the first thing I think is, if I put them on waivers, is somebody going to think that they're getting a steal by picking them up? If, if the question is yes, then I'm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be not dro- He's not droppable, no. but he's not startable either. No, which is sad because man, he should he should be startable. I'm so it angry. Should be with trade that. trash bench or stash <laughs> that doesn't have the same ring to it trade trash bench or stash i love it oh, i hate it it's too much to say like that's never gonna be a household thing we're trying to go for because uh, trade stash or stash or whatever <laughs> he can't it's so that. wonderful <laughs> just got the dale disease can't pronounce <laughs> things or say things correctly all right man who else you got um that's it no hold on oh ooh, um, i got a good one how about Michael Thomas, New Orleans Saints wide receiver, thirteen targets last game. Uh, he had a he had a low game before that, but Drew Brees passed you know spreads it around pretty equally, and if Michael Thomas can get open, he's going to get the ball. Um, they, I think he was a dumpster dive really early on in the season. Uh, Philip Caldwell's dumpster dive, but uh, what it, what what are you doing with Michael Thomas? I like him a lot. Uh, rest of the season, I think. That offense, unfortunately for Mark Ingram owners and for Kobe Fleener owners, the three main targets in that offense are Cook, Snead, and Thomas. Yeah. And that's how it's just going to continue. Michael Thomas is basically a tight end in a wide receiver body. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what he is, and that's the role that he's serving, and the tight end has always been productive for the Saints. Okay. So, um, I guess a better example would be he's Marcus Colston. Right, yeah. he's a rookie, yeah. Marcus Colston. Yeah, yeah, who's always been that. the big type of body mm-hmm. that's played in the slot. He is Anquan Bolden type of player. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, that's not. That's not. A these bad are comparison. like my comparables for for Michael Thomas. Right. It's going to be a little hit and miss, I think, because they, that does get spread around. I still think think it's Cooks, Sneed, Thomas. I still have it in that order, but that doesn't mean Thomas is not very valuable. Yeah. I agree. Okay, okay, one last one, and then we're going to get off this, okay? Because this is really important to me. Trash, trade, trash, or stash, DeAndre Hopkins. What are you going to, 
what are you going to get? I mean, you have to, I mean, if you have anyone that has any belief that DeAndre Hopkins is a top 12 wide receiver, trade him away. The problem is he is a top 12 wide receiver. It's just his quarterback blows. His quarterback is the worst quarterback. In the <laughs> has to be. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he has to be averaging like three yards per attempt. It's nuts. It's horrible. How crazy it is that that they're paying Brock Osweiler, um, yeah, seventeen or eighteen million dollars. I'm not sure, exactly sure of his contract. Yeah, and Trevor um, Simeon. I saw that stat. Trevor Simeon like four hundred thousand or something. Yeah. yeah, and then on top of that, Brian Hoyer's a much better quarterback. Yeah, like they got rid of a much better quarterback to pay a much worse quarterback a lot more money. Yep. Hey, that's a that's a price that Peyton Manning comes with, right? What? Brock, we're talking about Brock Osweiler? Yes. Yeah, Peyton Manning trained him. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? That's what they paid for. Okay. They paid... He was still very bad last year. Yes, I understand, but that's why he got so much money. Okay. That's fair. Because he studied under Peyton Manning, and everybody believes in Peyton Manning. Jeez. You know I hate you, right? Why is that so hard? Why do you yell at me? I'm not yelling. Yeah, you kind of don't be my wife, okay? You, I'm not yelling. You kind of did yell at me just now. Oh, good. Put it. We're gonna have a poll. I kind of just like put. The, I kind of just like put my head down a little bit when you said what. I really Jeez. wish we had the ability to do like live. Po- we need to do live shows like we once will. a week. Yeah, or, we, something. or, or we'll. Or like, at least there. once a month, we'll do like a live show. Because oh, be I need the ability to do a poll because we need to poll the listeners on whether or not I yelled at you. We'll put that when we tweet out the episode. We'll put that as a poll. Yeah, so people can vote on that. I think it's probably I uncomfortable to listen to. You're being overly sensitive. I don't know. Stop being a little bitch. I want to leave now. And I'm to quote Armando, are we done yet? <laughs> Armando really does that. He guys. does. <laughs> we try to cut it out when he does. But <laughs> All right. Do we have a quick uh, listener question here before we wrap up the show, Dale? Sure. Let's. Uh, All right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into the mailbag real quick. Oh. Cause some came in the mail today. Yeah, These nuts. <laughs> Got <he. laughs> All right. We have a uh, question. Um, he's been a listener for a long time, actually. Uh, Bergie. Uh, he wants to know who to start here. Fergie? Bergie. No, Fergie. Fergie, Fergie is not our, a listener of ours. I promise you that. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, so he wants to pick two here uh, out of these. Um, Devontae Booker, he's playing San Diego. Golden Tate mm-hmm. is playing Houston. Uh, Quincy mm-hmm. Inunua is playing Cleveland. And if Shady mm-hmm. sits, uh, Gillisley. Gillisley. Yeah. So pick two out of those. Booker, I'll pick Tate. Two. Yeah, Booker, Tate, Inunua, and Gillisley. Gillisley's in, Booker's out. Uh, if Shady sits. Yeah, if this is conditional on Shady sitting. Um, if not, then I'm definitely going the two wide receivers. Um, so shady sits. I think that's will that will happen. Then I'll go Gillisley. It's between Golden Tate against Houston. Has a little a little bit of a tougher matchup. Um, I don't think it's a terrible matchup either. No, no, it's, it's a good kind matchup. of middle of the road. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Anunwa in a great matchup. Yeah. Against Cleveland um, with Ryan Fitzpatrick now. With Ryan Fitzpatrick, who... He's okay. I mean... He's okay. 
he's not he's not as bad as as nine turnovers in in two games. Yeah, I don't think he's that guy. Right. I also don't think he's the Ryan Fitzpatrick of last year. But um, I'm leaning Tate just because I think this offense is starting to move towards a direction. We've seen two weeks in a row where Golden Tate has actually kind of passed Marvin Jones in terms of targets, not necessarily fantasy production last week. Um, they were pretty much even last week yep. in terms of fantasy points. Um, I think we're going to see a rotation in targets where it's going to kind of be, to a much lesser extent, um, the Oakland scenario, where one week it'll be one guy, one week it'll be the other guy. It's kind of hard to tell who will be who, but I don't think Golden Tate's as bad as he was at the beginning of the season. I don't Not think he's all. as good as he was two weeks ago. Um, I still think Marvin Jones is the one. Tate is the two. I'll take Tate, though. Yeah. Okay, so we both agree. Take out Booker. Booker's not startable yet. Uh, he is stashable. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm picking the two wide receivers yes. here, Anunwan, Golden Tate, uh, Gillisley. I think New England will focus on the run here. And uh, Tyrod Taylor usually does pretty well against New England. Uh most of the time, he did he did well earlier in the season. He did well last season. I'm talking about Taylor, of course. Uh, I think New England can right. focus on one thing and stop it. So I'm going with the two wide receivers here. But I want to make an eat bet to end this to end this episode here. Dude, I was gonna say like we didn't find anything to disagree no, on. No, but we do right now. Because what is it? I am gonna take a Nunwa over Tate this week. Okay, I it's not crazy. I know take... I I'm going for another home run. I know, but I'm I'm taking a Nunwa. Okay, I'll take uh, I'll take Tate over Nunwa. Um, are we gonna do it like if there's multiple bets? Will whoever has the best score this week, or are we gonna do the eating off of this one bet? We'll just do it off this one bet. We'll call it. We'll say okay, we're gonna do this bet. Oh, really? You're comfortable enough to do it on? I'm like not. No, I'm not. I'm not I'm comfortable not em- with this at all. Emotional. Let's not, let's not start this Emotionally week. involved enough in this one? Yeah. No, I'm not. Like I'm not. But I do think I, I feel like there's definitely players that we disagree on. Like I, I think it's something that we have to kind of look at our rankings as they come out this weekend. Yeah, and figure out who we uh, who we adamantly disagree about. I agree. Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna be- I I am gonna take an eat bet here, but I'm not gonna eat anything. Um, but I still think Anunwa, uh, Bergie. I think you should do Anunwa and Tate. If Shady sits out, I'm going Anunwa and Gillisley. Okay. All right, so is that an eat bet? It's an eat bet, but not like uh Wait, hold on. You got to let me play the drop. You're going to eat lightning, and you're going to crap thunder. Eat bet. Um, nom, 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 nom. Oh, nom, 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 nom. All right. My stomach's rumbling. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> right. um, I just had to say that. All right, cool. Uh, so that's a good way to wrap up the show. Yep. All right. Check us out. EatSleepFantasy.com on Twitter at EatSleepFF. Uh, oh, we're on Blog Talk Radio now. Big shout out to BTR. Uh, okay. I, I've kind of always wanted to do this. For Dale DeMott, I'm Christian Brito. Have a good night. Good night. Why do you got to say the good night now? And we like to play till the sun go down. Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down. Then we take that down. Then we take that down.